Hey, welcome to the Other Noise Podcast. I'm your host here, Doug Stutz. Hey, I want to talk about something today that many of us go through in ministry and, and just as, as people, we go through these, these things also. Uh, sometimes we come off of a big mountain and make a nosedive straight into a valley. And we have to just know that, that God's right there with us. And we're going to learn about this today as we read and look at First Kings 19. You see, we we um we have taken a couple of weeks off to get ready for this new uh, this new season of life, and and this is our our part one, our uh, our first episode of season two, right now. So just uh, hang in here with us as we continue to press on and do what God wants us to do. So. First, let's look at this. Let's go to the book of uh, 1 Kings. I'm just going to do a quick overview of chapter 18 and jump right into 19. We see in 1 Kings 19, and uh, I mean, I'm sorry, 1 Kings 18, that this is where Elijah comes in and, and, and he tells uh, tells Ahab's servant to go and tell Ahab, that uh, that he's coming in into town naturally. Ahab servants like you know what man, you know usually when this happens, uh, you don't show when somebody dies. Simple as that. So, anyways, so we see that that Elijah uh, told him said you you tell your master that I'm on my way that I'll be there today. So uh, he went and he told his master about Elijah coming in. Elijah comes in. He if you remember right, this is where the uh, the I think it was four hundred. I want to say, let me see. I want to say there was four hundred prophets of Baal. Let's see here. Um, I got chapter eighteen. Yeah, right here. Chapter eighteen talks about the prophets of Baal that. Uh, Jezebel had sent. I'm trying to find the right number here, though. Uh, and I don't see it. Okay, right here. It was. Uh, it was. Uh, there was four hundred and fifty, and the prophets of the groves were four hundred, which ate at Jezebel's table. So we see right there that there's a lot of prophets that wasn't of God there. And this is where Elijah, uh, he's like, you know what? Let the God of fire answer by fire. And and so this is where Jezebel's prophets, they got all their their uh, their calf and they slaughtered the cow. And they, uh, they tried to summon their God to light the, the, the sacrifice on fire. They got mad because Elijah was taunting them and he's kind of poking and prodding them and he's like well maybe maybe your god's on vacation per se and maybe your god's too busy maybe your god maybe your god's at so and that's where uh they finally went to cutting themselves and and blood spewing out their their own blood spewing out they were uh, trying to get their God's attention, but naturally their God wasn't paying no attention to them because he don't care about them. But our God does, thankfully. And uh, let's see if I can find that. Um, you know, it's talking about that you know, 
Elijah's like, maybe your God's too busy. Maybe he's on a journey. Or perhaps he's sleeping or and must be awoken. <laughs> so um, I can just kind of imagine him sitting up there with his, with his legs kind of crossed and sitting back there with, you know, and telling these people, you know, your God, he isn't even going to be here. And so it came time for Elijah, though, to present his offering to his God, which is the Almighty God. He said, you know what, here's what we're going to do, fellas. What we're going to do is we're going to dig a trench around it, fill the trench full of water, fill, pour, put our, our, our cow on the altar, and we're going to pour water on that. And then we're going to pour water all over the wood, all over, and we're just going to just bring you water, bring all the water you can. And that, <laughs> you know, he began uh, calling upon the God, the, the true living God. Now, there are two things I want to point out right here. And this is not what I'm talking about today. But uh, uh, chapter 18, verse 24 says, And then he called on the name, he, he told them to call on your gods, a little G, G-O-D-S, and I will call on the name of the Lord and the God, T-H-E, capital G-O-D, the God. You call on your gods, but I will call on the God. So right there, that's, that is specifically identifying the God, the one true God. Uh, and this wonderful thing happened. And all of a sudden, as, as we continue to read here, uh, all of a sudden, there, there came a great fire from heaven, and it consumed the the whole burnt sacrifice and the wood and all and even even the stones were turned, and the dust was licked up by fire. Uh, the all the water that was on the on the stone in the trenches and now when all the people saw it and they just found their faces and the and said the Lord He is God, you know and. It, and the Lord, he is, they repeated, the Lord, he is God, the Lord, he is God. Because they were experiencing such a mighty move of God in that moment. And Elijah said to them, seize them, the prophets of Baal. Do not let one of them escape. So they were all seized. And so Elijah, or Elijah brought them down to the brook of Keshron. Or Keshon, and and he executed them. So, uh, right there, they experienced a mighty, mighty move of God in that moment. Because, you know, you have a guy here that's doing things that's not normal. You have a a man of God doing things that's plumb out of the ordinary. Doesn't make a lick of sense. Nothing logical about the situation that's going on right there. Should even be happening right now, you know. You don't pour water on a fire to cause it to ignite. You pour gas on a fire, right? So you have Elijah here pouring water all over this big burnt offering, this big offering to God. And he's telling, he's saying, you know what? Let the real, let the true God, the God, consume this offering. Let the God consume this by fire. Now, just imagine the ones around him thinking, man, you're using water. You, you, that's not how you build a fire. You don't put water on the fire to build a fire. You put water on the fire to kill a fire, right? Well, Elijah said that the God. And so we have to look at that. So 
you you have Elijah experiencing this mighty mighty move of God. Now, bear in mind this is coming on the heels of a drought, a three year drought. So now God moved again. Before this happened, God had moved in the very onset of eighteen, and He had He had unleashed rain. Now this this was after. Let's see here. Uh, this was after uh, this happened. This is whenever Elijah said to Ahab, "Go up and eat and drink, and there is a sound of an abundance of rain." He said, "There is a sound of an abundance of rain." Now, it hadn't rained in three years. They were in a horrible drought. Um, I don't know about you guys, but here in Texas right now, we have been in a horrible drought, and uh, it's it's been so hot and so dry. But uh, these guys went three years without any rain at all. And as as they they went out, he told Ahab, uh, told Ahab to go up and, and to eat and drink. And Elijah went up to the top of Mount Carmel. And then he bowed his head on the ground and, and he put his face between his knees and said to his servant, go, go up and look toward the sea. And he went up there and looked, and he did this seven times. And and all of a sudden, he come back and said, there's a cloud. There's a cloud the size of a man's hand. And as things begin to happen, and even as the rains begin to fall, and as the winds begin to well, and as the clouds begin to roll in, experiencing a mighty move of God in their lives in a way that you have never seen before. That's what I'm talking about. Is Elijah had experienced, and this is not. This is just a couple of things that happened. You know, uh, calling down the the fire from heaven, calling down the rain uh, upon a drought, and he was just merely being obedient to what God said to do. And and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, after experiencing all this this mountaintop stuff, all of a sudden, out of nowhere. Out of nowhere, he finds himself asking God just to kill him. Asking God just to go ahead and be done with him. Because at this point in time, you had uh, Ahab that went back and ran to Jezebel and told her all the things that had happened and, and how uh, how Elijah had killed the prophets and everything, uh, Jezebel's prophets. And and now Jezebel was chasing after him and, and trying to kill him. And so he she sent a messenger to tell him that, that this was going to happen. And so immediately Elijah or Elijah and his servant had went on the run and they went they went um let's see where where's it at here? Uh, he told his servant to wait right here, and he's going to go ahead. And so Elijah walked one day ahead of his servant, which one day in this time was about roughly 30 miles or so. And he walked one day's ride ahead, and and that's where he was sitting there in the wilderness under this big broom tree. And he prayed that he might die. And he said, God, it's enough. 
Now, Lord, take my life, for I am no better than my father's. He said, God, I'm done. Take my life. I'm no better than they are. Now, we find him in this particular section, in this, in this moment of time, Elijah's down, man. He he just come off the mountaintop, and now he feels like he's been slammed to the ground. He is he is down. Okay, his uh, everything that that he's done, he feels like probably feels like that he isn't good enough. Because we go through these times in life that we feel like that as ministers, you know, that or, or as, as children of God in general, really, um, and. He was overcome with exhaustion, very dis- discouraged. He had grief, and he prayed that God would just set him free from the weights and the pressures of this life. You see, he was on a, a prophetic mission, and he wanted to go. He was done. He was tired. He just said, I can't go on no more. I, I'm, I've done all that I can do, God. You know, I, I'm no better than my fathers. Take me out. Wipe me out, God. I'm done. And 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 as I'd say in the mouth, you feel good about it, God. I'm done. You know, I, there's nothing else that I can do. And through Elijah, he was speaking through despair of his feelings. He was in, he was in his own feelings, in his own emotions, much like the Apostle Paul as a prisoner and missionary who began the churches. You know. We find ourselves in these places sometimes of just like, you know what, God? What can we do? Lord, we've experienced the mountaintops and now we're in the valleys. God, we don't know what to do. And we're just going to just sit here and sleep because we don't know what to do. And as we sleep, we sometimes get into this thing of being dead and we can't we can't be dead. If, if you're going to work with God, work for God, it's a constant 24-7. It's not... You, you don't have time because you have to continue to press on and you have to continue to move forward. And, and you know, whenever you're in, in the heat of battle, you can't just throw down your sword and say, I'm done. When you're in the heat of battle, you got to continue to press forward. So as we look here, uh, uh, Elijah went to sleep beneath this big broom tree. And the angel touched him and said to him, <laughs> arise and eat. And then he looked and, and there he he had baked him a cake and was on, sitting on the coals, and there was a jar of water. And he ate, then he drank and laid back down again. And the angel of the Lord came to him a second time, and touched him and said, Arise and eat. And then, now here's, here's the, the part that just really gets to me. <clears throat> the, angel, the angel of the Lord tells him, Arise and eat, because the journey is too great for you. We have to look at that. The bread of life, Jesus. You know, we have to put the word in us. We have to eat. We have to have our strength spiritually to press on because within ourselves we can't do this. There is no possible way that we can take these great journeys without God. There is no possible way that we can even begin to take these journeys. We can't even step out. (laughs) I'm talking about we can't even move. Without first having having the moving of the Holy Ghost in our life, we have to have the precious Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us. And that's one of the most important things about being in ministry, about being a child of God, is knowing your position. Uh, 
and I'm gonna I'm gonna get into a a, a lesson uh my next podcast trusting 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 in God. It's important that that you do just that. Trust the process. It's gonna be titled Trust the Process. But right here we find ourselves worn out, tired, and discouraged. We find ourselves saying, God, you know, I'm done. I'm, just take me home, Jesus. I want to be out of here. I want to be done with this life. I, I feel like I've done all I can do within myself. I don't want to, but, but check this out. Check this out, okay? And then this part is very interesting because he prayed that. He prayed uh, that, that, you know, God would just go ahead and take him out. Right, but the ironic thing is, is Elijah never died. He didn't die. Elijah's alive even at this moment. The Bible says that he he didn't know he never knew death. He he was translated. He was taken up. He was taken up. <laughs> so, with that being said, Elijah isn't he isn't dead until that that day at the very end of times whenever the. the the two prophets are slain years from now, or who knows when. But during the time of tribulations, then he would die. But he isn't dead right now because God did not kill him. God just took him, body and all. God took him. So with that being said, we're going to conclude uh, our very first episode of season number two of Beyond the Noise. Uh, remember... Today's passages come out of First Kings 18 and 19. Uh, check it out. Please comment. Please connect with us. We love to hear from you. If you'd like to, to help the ministry financially, you can do so online by going to www.revivedsm.org or by sending um, sending whatever to uh, Revive Ministries International P.O. Box. 1963 Coons, Texas 77625. We love to hear from you. We love to hear your praise reports, your prayer requests. Please feel free to send them in. We love to talk with you, and we'll be reaching out to you as you reach out back to us. Uh, subscribe to this new season. Uh, we want to, to build the kingdom of heaven, and, and these podcasts are made possible through you our partners and our sponsors of the ministry. We want to see God move in your life. And we would love to team up with you. So uh, check out our Power in the Park section. We're going to be having a very exciting Power in the Park coming up in the beginning uh, in October. We're uh, Right now in September, we are just uh, beginning this new season of, of our podcast or beginning the new season in the ministry. So uh, help us, and together we can see lives changed again. Uh, feel free to reach out to us. You can go to www.revivedsm.org, and you can get a hold of us that way, and we will get back with you within an hour or so. Somebody with the ministry will be in touch with you. So, again, Keep us in your prayers. We're going to be praying for you all. I know that we have lots of prayer requests coming in. And just to name a few, uh, there's a baby in Honduras. I think his name's Elijah, in fact, I believe. Um, he's about five months old, and he's having 
having heart surgery today, in fact. And so we're going to be praying that God just guides the doctor and leads him in his hands and that that, that little baby can can be safe and sound in his home with his mommy and daddies really soon. Uh, we had a praise report come in a few nights ago. We were in uh, Arkansas last month, and we had an awesome revival. People were getting healed. This one lady came up to get healed, and God healed her, and her and her husband have an, have an awesome ministry in Arkansas. They do prison ministries. Uh, we had a uh, the, the healing in Comus deal. Lady had allergies for years and years, and God healed her. That's the power, and that's the miracles of the Almighty. It's not, it's not it's not that we're somebody, but it's about what God's doing through us, and what God is doing is seeing people who are hungry to see him move. It's beautiful. So I will talk to you all real soon. Again, connect with us on Facebook. Connect with us through email, through the website. Again, the website is www.revivedsm.org. Uh, shoot us a message. You're, you're able to go on there to uh, support the ministry through your giving. It's on there, too. Check out our Revive Ministries team. They're an awesome group of people. I'll talk to y'all real soon. Have a great today and an even blessed tomorrow.